Welcome back to another session of SAS Talks in this new month of October 2021. My ministry and encouragement today is to the stay-at-home mothers and homemakers in this, the 21st century. There is a gap when it comes to ministry to stay-at-home mothers. The stigma attached to it is that we are lazy and don't want to work. What I find interesting is majority of people who have this view for the most part have never been fully stay-at-home mothers or homemakers. When Ken and I first decided for me to stay at home and raise the children, our plan was that it was going to be for maybe three to four years until our youngest son, Hosanna, started full-time school. I thought I'd work part-time and go back to school. Well, that was the plan and goal. Ken and I prayed about this decision. We were both happy and at peace with it. I didn't seek God's direction for my future goals or plans. After all, this is what most young families did. So in my mind, there was no need to pray because I had it all figured out. There was nothing out of the ordinary to seek God about. This was the trend and norm for every strong woman of the 21st century, or so I thought. I enjoyed every moment of it. I strongly felt that I was born to do this. I was in my element, beaming with pride and joy. At the end of each day, when I went into my kids' room to kiss them goodnight, watching them sound asleep before retiring to my bed, I felt really good. I then learned that having a child fall asleep in your arms is one of the most peaceful feelings in the world. Before our son Hosanna was born, we used to take Holy to a professional childminder who was also a member of the St. Anne's Church where Ken and I both worked and worshipped. Her charges were quite steep, but we trusted her. She was very good at her job and Holy loved it there. What we had not read in the small clause of our contract with the childminder was that we still had to pay her even when Holy was away on holiday. One Easter holiday break, we had been away on a three-week holiday in Canada. When we returned, there was a big bill from the childminder waiting for us. Needless to say, we struggled to pay the bill. When our contract with the childminder came up for renewal, we decided not to continue with her because we couldn't afford all these charges when we were away on holiday with Holy. About then, a Ugandan friend called Sarah from church told us of a lady who was doing the same job but at a very minimal church. 
This same lady had looked after Sarah's two children when she was at work. Sarah took me to the lady's house and introduced me to her. The house was very clean and organized. There was a kids play area as well. All this was a big plus for me. This all looked like a very good arrangement. The lady was a non-registered childminder, which explained her low charges, but that bit didn't bother me that much, since she was herself a mother. Her son was a year older than Holy, so I thought Holy would have someone to play with. I loved and enjoyed my job as well. This proved to be a very good deal. I would drop off Holy in the morning around 8.15 and pick her up around 3.15 p.m. About a month after Holy started going to the new childminders, I was rushing to get her there one morning and she started crying. No, mommy, no, no, I don't want to go. I didn't fully understand why the first time it happened. It was the morning rush hour and I was running late for a staff meeting. I thought she was just acting up. Holy was two years old at the time and there was obviously that saying that she was in that bracket of the terrible two. This got worse each week. It got to a point one time when she held so tight on my leg and cried hysterically she didn't want to let go i felt deep sadness and guilt leaving her there i had discussed with ken about her prior episodes of crying and our conclusion was she was just being her terrible too this time though my spirit was heavy about how i had left my child you see holly was a very sociable and friendly child when we went to church on Sundays, she would just run away from Ken and I, mingle with different people, young and old. We would only get her back at the end of the service when we were heading home. So this was out of character for her. This particular day, I worked through my coffee break and lunchtime so as to finish early and go pick her up from the childminders in order to spend more quality mommy time with her. It felt like I was almost neglecting my child. I headed to the childminders around 2.15 p.m. and knocked on the door. I was there for a good 10 minutes before the three-year-old son came and opened the door. I could hear Holy crying from outside. I thought that maybe the lady was changing her diaper. When I got inside the house, the lady was watching TV. She had not even realized that her son had opened the door for me. The shock on her face wasn't a surprise to me. She said, oh, you're so early today. Are you okay? I could feel anger rising up in me at this point. It was so clear to me that she had ignored my child's cries for at least the 10 minutes I had been standing outside. She then said, oh, Holly has woken up. I didn't hear her crying. The little boy quickly said, Holly fell down the stairs and he pointed right where we were standing and said, Holly fell here. The childminder rushed upstairs to get her. She started singing to her as she brought her down the stairs. As soon as my little girl saw me, she cried, Mommy, Mommy, I fell down the stairs. 
My heart sank when I looked at my child. Her eyes and face were swollen. It was obvious she had been crying for hours. In Luganda, Yaliasikondoka, meaning my baby was sniffling as she was talking. I couldn't wait to get out of there. We got home. She was so clingy. She didn't want me to leave her by herself. She refused to go to bed and I had to carry her around the whole evening. Something was definitely wrong. At this point, I felt sick at the thought of taking my daughter back to the childminders or ever after. I had to wait for Ken to discuss the way forward. Although Ken had graduated from the Bible college, he had enrolled in another college for evening classes to do a sound and audio engineering course in the city. So he came back home pretty late, usually after 10.30 p.m. Holy was still awake when Ken came back. Before I could even tell him what had transpired, Ken took one look at his daughter and asked, What's wrong with our Holy? As soon as Holy saw her dad, she started crying again. We both decided we were not going to take Holy back at the childminders. Ken actually noticed that Holy's front tooth was chipped, most likely from the fall. The following day, I went and spoke to the vicar about our decision regarding the childminder and he was very understanding. He organized a computer to be set up in our dining area for me to work from home way back before the lockdown. I would only go to the church office twice a week when we had staff and prayer meetings. There was less than a year left before Holy would start school. But even when she started school, I continued to work from my home. God sorted this one out for me. Three days after we stopped taking Holy to the childminders, the police raided these very premises and found drugs and loads of laundered money at the same address. The husband of the childminder was given a 10-year jail sentence. So you see, friends, three years later, when my son Hosanna was born, the decision for me to stay at home and raise our children wasn't a difficult one to make. My son Hosanna had severe eczema as a baby. I could not see anyone taking better care of him in his condition than me, his mother. Everything about him was so delicate and needed patience. Bath time and diaper changing was a painful process for him physically and me emotionally. Not all stay-at-home mothers have to have something major happen to their child before they make that decision. But I know that in this day and age where success and intelligence for the most part is measured by one's career, it's not a decision arrived at by most mothers without counting the cost. The cost is enormous. It is a payless job, but the fulfillment it gives and the contribution to society cannot be quantified. Stay-at-home moms remember, this is a stage and a season of your life. Your children will not always be young needing constant looking after. This is the purpose God has for you at this stage. When kids are young, there's only so much that you can do because they are fully dependent on you. Enjoy the season.
certain purposes culminate in certain stages of your life and then you rediscover God's purpose for you for this phase of life where you are. Enjoy every moment with your children when they are still young. They grow up so fast. Remember, you are building beautiful memories with them. Trust me, you will look back at this stage with fond memories that will make you smile and be grateful that you put in that time with and for them. Looking at this now confirms to me that my path was to be a stay-at-home mother, homemaker, and then now a storyteller using my testimony. God's clues were always there. My favorite subjects in school were home economics, English, literature, and history. I have learned that life is lived in steps and arrived at in different stages. Be willing to flow with God to see what it is that God has in store for you. The way God has wired each one of us is indicative of who he has called us to be. When you know who you are, you then don't have to struggle with who you are not. In conclusion, I have learned that as you grow and mature, God will then release you and trust you in different dimensions and promote you. Be blessed. It's a word of consolation.